Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Visit the website and tell them Locked On sent you. Now, depending on who you talk to, You may get the feeling that the Bruins added spare parts on day one of free agency. Uh, I'm not of that opinion per se, and we will get into all of that here in a moment. Before we do, a quick reminder that you should please kindly smash that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed, free to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could rate and review, that would be very much appreciated as well. Now on uh, Twitter, you can find the podcast at LO Boston Bruins. You can find uh, us on Instagram at Locked On Bruins. And you can also find me, my hockey tweets and dad jokes at Ian C. McLaren. Now let's get to the signings, shall we? The first one is one that was rumored to have been taking place yesterday. I mentioned it on yesterday's podcast, and that was bringing Mike Riley back on a three-year contract with an annual NHL cap hit of $3 million. Riley was acquired by the Bruins at the 2021 trade deadline. He recorded eight assists in 15 regular season games and an additional four assists in 11 playoff games. Uh, He's appeared in 259 career games with Minnesota, Montreal, Ottawa, and Boston with 8 goals and 72 assists. This after being uh, selected in the 4th round at the 2011 NHL Entry Draft. Joining him on the blue line will be defenseman Derek Forbort. He was signed to a uh, similar contract, 3 years, $3 million dollars. He's 29. He skated in 56 games with Winnipeg last season. Two goals, 10 assists, but he's not uh, much of an offensive threat. He's known more for his uh, penalty killing as well as his shot blocking abilities. Really a uh, kind of a that stalwart defenseman that they need on the back end. Uh, he has appeared in 331 games with Los Angeles, Calgary, Winnipeg, and he was drafted 15th overall by the Kings back in 2010. Uh, up front, the Bruins signed Thomas Nasik to a two-year contract worth an average annual value of $1.75 million. He's 30 years old. He skated in 38 games with the Vegas Golden Knights last season. Eight goals, ten assists, and he also has appeared in 257 career NHL games uh, with uh, Detroit prior to joining the Golden Knights with 32 goals, 34 assists for 66 points. He was initially a seventh-round pick in the 2009 NHL entry draft, a native of Pardubici, Czech Republic. Uh, so he'll be very familiar with the one and only David Pasternak, and hopefully David Krejci, but we'll get to him in a moment. Also up front, the Bruins signed forward Eric Haula to a two-year contract with an average annual cap hit of $2.375 million. 
He's also 30 years old. He played for the Nashville Predators last season. Nine goals, 12 assists, 21 points. He's appeared in 456 games with Minnesota, Vegas, Carolina, Florida, as well as Nashville. 94 goals, 102 assists for 196 points. He was originally selected, uh, or sorry, he was originally signed as a free agent by Detroit. So he went undrafted, and then he went to Vegas in the 2017 expansion draft. Then we get to the bigger splashes. Nick Felino has signed with the Bruins for a two-year contract with an annual cap hit of $3.8 million. 33 years old, skated in 49 games with Columbus and Toronto last season, recording 7 goals and 13 assists. Uh, he appeared in 957 career NHL games, so he'll hit 1,000, likely with the Bruins. 203 goals, 283 assists for 486 points. He was a first-round pick of the Senators, 28th overall back in 2006. A longtime captain of the Columbus Blue Jackets. He was dealt to the Maple Leafs at the deadline last year uh, for more than what it cost Boston to bring in Taylor Hall. And now they will both be playing um, yeah, with the Bruins. And interestingly, uh, Felino mentioned this in his Zoom availability on, uh, on Wednesday. His number traditionally has been 71. That's the number that... Uh, Taylor Hall has been wearing with the Bruins. Uh, so he said he was going to text him and reach out and see if they can work something out. So that could be bad news for anyone who's invested in a Taylor Hall number 71 jersey. Uh, but uh, I'm sure they'll get it sorted out. Maybe Felino can just flip to 17, which was Milan Lucic's old number. Now, the other significant move made by the Bruins was the signing of goaltender Linus Ulmark. Four-year contract with an average annual cap hit of $5 million. Allmark is 27 years old. He started 20 games for the Sabres last season, uh, somehow, amazingly, miraculously, posting a winning record for the worst team in the league, a 9-6-3 record with a 9-17 save percentage. Uh, he has appeared in 117 career NHL games after being selected in the sixth round by the um, Sabres in 2012. A 50, 47, and 13 record with a 9-12 save percentage. And that's with the Buffalo Sabres, who have not been good at all over the last uh, you know, several years. The Bruins also announced some uh, two-way contracts. Troy Grosnick in net. Samuel Asselin up front, as well as Stephen Fogarty and uh, defenseman Tyler Lewington. Uh, but to go back to Allmark, in a coinciding move, Sweeney announced that the team has traded goaltender Dan Vladar to the Calgary Flames for a third-round pick in the 2022 NHL entry draft. Uh, Vladar, he's 23. He was selected by the Bruins in the third round at the 2015 draft. He appeared in five career NHL games for the Bruins, posting a 2-2-1 record with an 8-86 save percentage after a very successful career, uh, or not career, I guess, but development and progression with the uh, Providence Bruins. So those are the moves we know for now. The Bruins have added Nick Foligno, uh, Eric Halla, Thomas Nasek up front, Derek Forbort on the back end as a left-hand shot, uh, re-signed Mike Riley, so presumably they'll line up 
uh, Grizzlick, Riley, Forbort. Uh, they brought in Allmark and traded Vladar. We'll get into the implications of these moves here in a moment, but before we do, a word about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info on baseball, basketball, hockey, football, UFC. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So what does this all mean for the Boston Bruins moving forward? I don't know. My wife Lauren is perplexed. What exactly are the Bruins doing here? At the moment, they have committed $80 million in cap space. They have $1.089326 remaining. Pardon? And that, yeah, I know, exactly. It's ridiculous. That is without having re signed uh, either Tuka Rask or David Krejci. In his media availability on Wednesday, Don Sweeney noted that they have left the door open for Tuka Rask to return. He did have uh, hip surgery recently. His expected availability is January. Uh, so the Bruins could, you know, see, although obviously be tracking his recovery and perhaps sign him uh, during the season. It doesn't have to be right now. What the trading of Dan Vladar gives them is some flexibility, as Jeremy Swayman would not have to go on waivers in order to be sent down to Providence in the event that Rask comes back. He and Allmark carry the load. However, if Vladar had still been in the mix, he would have required waivers, and chances are they would have lost him uh, for nothing. So now they got a third-round pick in 2022. They'll roll with Ulmark and Swayman to begin the season, and there's a chance that Rask could join them down the road if his recovery goes well, if he feels up to it. Again, uh, Don Sweeney has said, we've always left the door open for Tuca to return. Uh, it will be a pro-rated contract, so uh, you know the cap space needed at that point would be uh, less than, you know, what he would need if you signed him for a whole season. When it comes to David Krejci, Don Sweeney said that he has his own reasons for his extended timeline when it comes to pondering his future. Uh, quote, he'll keep those private, as will I. That's obviously a bigger need. I wouldn't, not to diminish Tuka Rask's, you know, importance to the team, but David Krejci, uh, playing the second line center role, very important for the Boston Bruins. Uh, it has been noted that Nick Felino can play center, Eric Halla can play center, even Nasik can play center. Uh, Charlie Coyle could be bumped up to the second line if necessary. Uh, so, you know, there is some flexibility there. Don Sweeney did say that they could kind of go center by committee if Krejci isn't back. And that would probably be, uh, you know, a position to look at at the trade deadline. Uh, but the hope is that he could and will be re-signed at some point during this offseason. Now, there would likely have to be some salary cleared out to make that happen. And three names that jump to the forefront immediately in terms of potential, uh, I wouldn't say dumpies, but guys who could be on the way out. You have uh, Jake DeBrusque, who's making $3.675 million. He could have been made 
expendable with the acquisitions of Felino, Hala, and Nasik, who are all left-hand shots. You have Trent Frederick in the mix as well. And obviously, Marchand and Hall up top of the lineup. Uh, so there's a bit of a glut of left-hand shots. It's something I've talked about before this happened. Um, you know, they let Nick Ritchie go. Now they brought in these guys. DeBrusque really seems to be potentially the odd man out and the guy that could fetch a higher return, although his uh, value is pretty low at the moment. You also have uh, Chris Wagner, who could have been rendered uh, not obsolete, but a guy who's expendable. Uh, you'll have guys like Carson Kuhlman, uh, Curtis Lazar, Zach Sinishin, who could be fighting for uh, playing time on the right side. Nick Foligno has even played on the right side before. And then, of course, there's John Moore's contract, uh, $2.75 million over the next two seasons. If they could somehow get rid of that contract, potentially even using you know the third-round pick that they acquired from the uh, Calgary Flames, although they are without their own uh, third-round pick this season, uh, then... Um, you know, perhaps they'd have to cough up a pick is what I'm saying to get rid of John Moore. Uh, the p- third round pick, their own third round pick was sent to the Senators in the Mike Riley trade. So those are some dominoes that still might need to fall. As it stands, you know, you have certainly uh, the top line up front set in stone with Marchand, Bergeron, and Pasternak. I should mention that Bergeron was very instrumental in bringing Nick Foligno to the uh, to the Boston Bruins. He reached out. Nick Foligno also mentioned the fact that his uh, daughter had life-saving care at the uh, Bruins Children's Hospital, and that certainly played a part in his decision. Um, but we'll break down kind of all the remarks from the signees uh, probably on Friday's podcast as we get uh, a full taste uh, of what exactly uh, enticed them to come to Boston. But anyways, yes, yeah, certainly the first line set in stone and uh, kind of up in the air. Apart from there, you presume that Taylor Hall and Craig Smith will resume their spots on the second line, whether it's Charlie Coyle or Nick Foligno uh, playing center. If Krejci doesn't come back, then, you know, that remains to be seen. If Krejci comes back, then, you know, you have a, obviously a rock-solid top six with a pretty strong, I would say, improved bottom six with uh, potentially, you know, Halla, Coyle, uh, or DeBrusque, Halla, Coyle on the third line, uh, Nasik, Frederick, Lazar on the fourth line, or, you know, a, a different combination of those kind of players. The, the bottom six really filled out with the acquisitions of Felino, Hala, Nasik. Then you have Frederick still around, Lazar, uh, Anton Bleed, Carson Kuhlman fighting for time. So, yeah, I'd say it's a much improved group down there. And I, for one, am pretty psyched about this new group. Obviously, the Bruins are going for it. They are all in. They want to uh, take a run at a Stanley Cup with Patrice Bergeron in the mix and uh, Brad Marchand still playing at a high level. Fingers crossed, hopefully, David Krejci in there as well. Bringing in Nick Foligno as a former captain, 
Uh, obviously, he didn't really help tip the scales in Toronto's favor last year, but uh, the Bruins locker room is a different beast, and we saw how Taylor Hall was really uh, ingratiated and played well in there. If they do trade DeBrusque, the average age of the forwards would go up. Already it's at 28.5. Uh, very few young guys in the mix young quote-unquote you have Pasternak who's 25 DeBrusque 24 Frederick 23 and then from there it's it's a bigger jump up to Lazar 26 uh, Nasik 28 uh, did I say he was 30 he's 28 um, and then you know Hall Coil 29 so yeah they're really really going for it at this point and uh, we'll see what else Don Sweeney has left up his sleeve uh, on defense you'd have Presumably Grizzlick, McAvoy, Riley, Carlo, and uh, Forbort, and Clifton. Uh, and certainly there it needs to be some depth added as well with only Jacobs Borrell uh, on a one-way deal with the Bruins at the moment. Uh, so is a trade coming? Probably. Uh, who's the odd man out? Likely Jake DeBrusque. Hopefully they can get rid of John Moore's contract as well, as that's especially burdensome. Uh, Chris Wagner could be on the way out as well with all this fresh blood brought in. But it will be a significantly different-looking roster for the Boston Bruins than we expected. I wasn't expecting, you know, five new guys to come in on the first day. Uh, really hoping that David Krejci still in the mix, respecting his privacy, allowing him to take his time, but... Uh, still, Don Sweeney couldn't be left without contingency plans. He has brought in some guys who are pretty versatile and who can play up and down, left and right on the lineup. And then Allmark, you know, really seems like a guy that they have committed to for the next four years. Um, there's some familiarity there with Curtis Lazar and Taylor Hall from Buffalo. And if, indeed, Tuka Rask is not able to resume his career, then, you know, I think Allmark's a pretty good option. Uh, they didn't want to break the bank and bring in a Grubauer, uh, who got, you know, almost $6 million from the Seattle Kraken. Uh, some other goalies got some pretty big deals. Um, I think Allmark, sure, there's some question marks as to whether he can carry the load for a contending team, but... The numbers he's put up in um, Buffalo suggest that that he uh, could indeed really um, thrive in, in the Bruins system. Before we get to some news and notes from around the NHL, some of the other bigger signings, let's talk for a moment about Rock Auto. The best place to get all your auto body parts. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's basically impossible for your local chain to stock all the parts you need. You can save time, money, headaches by using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain, store, or car dealership when you can trust a family-owned business? They have been serving do-it-yourself customers for over 20 years. They have uh, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car could ever need. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs. Uh, right locked on in there, how did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Now tonight is the NBA draft, and you can follow 
the Locked On NBA live draft show on YouTube. Check out the coverage beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern with NBA draft goat Chad Ford, Locked On NBA draft host Rafael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales. They'll be live covering the NBA draft. You won't want to miss it. Now, it would be darn near impossible to go through each and every move that was made on the first day of free agency, but I'll just highlight some of the big ones. Uh, Dougie Hamilton jumping to the New Jersey Devils on a seven-year, $63 million deal. Uh, Zach Hyman says goodbye to the Leafs. He went to the uh, Edmonton Oilers on a seven-year deal, as we've been talking about, so that kind of weakens the Leafs. You hate to see that. A guy that I was interested in, kind of on the cheap, was Pius Suter. He signed a two-year deal with the Detroit Red Wings, uh, reuniting, for my interests, uh, three players on the 2014 OHL champion Guelph Storm in Tyler Bertuzzi and uh, Robbie Fabry. Bertuzzi's still a guy that I would think would look great in um, black and gold, to be honest. Uh, The Canadians signing Mike Hoffman to a three-year deal. 4.5 4.5 million AAV. It's a guy that will test Linus Allmark. Uh, going back to the Leafs, Josh Hosang will be given an opportunity uh, to resurrect his career. Uh, he will get a PTO with the uh, Maple Leafs. Uh, what else? Oh my gosh, there's just so much going on. Tampa Bay Lightning signed Braden Point to an eight year, 9.5 AAV contract. That was after dumping. Uh, Tyler Johnson on the Chicago Blackhawks in exchange for Brent Seabrook's contract, which is, uh, you know, he's basically retired. It's just kind of dead cap space. So, uh, you know, good for them for being able to um, take care of that. It's going to be a a pretty wild Atlantic division next year when you look at the the Tampa Bay Lightning. Obviously, the uh, Florida Panthers are looking strong once again. Uh, the Bruins, the Maple Leafs, the Canadians, who went to the Stanley Cup Final. Uh, I expect the Red Wings to be a bit better, and Ottawa and uh, Buffalo to bring up the rear once again. Uh, the Senators trading uh, of getting Dadanov to the Golden Knights. Uh, so that's kind of a, a salary dump there. Who A guy who didn't really uh, fit in, but uh, could play very well for the uh, Golden Knights. Peter Mrazek signed with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Speaking of the Atlantic, that was a guy that I had uh, hoped the Bruins might take a look at, but I think Allmark uh, will fit in pretty well. Uh, Frederick Anderson going from Toronto to Carolina. A bit of a uh, backwards or a, a non-trade trade. And then, yeah, just so much going on that it's so hard to uh, just pinpoint everything, but I think those are the biggies when it comes to the Atlantic Division, at the very least. Disappointingly, the Carolina Hurricanes signed Tony D'Angelo. The Montreal Canadiens, in the thick of free agency, released a statement saying they made a mistake uh, in drafting Logan Mayu, but they didn't renounce the pick. So it doesn't really mean anything. And both those teams have put themselves firmly on my um, personal shit list. I think that's pretty much it for the first day of NHL free agency. Uh, We will be back tomorrow to offer some more insight into the Bruins signings uh, to update if there's been anything else that's gone on and also to bring you some of the uh, comments from 
Don Sweeney, uh, Linus Allmark, Nick Foligno, other of these guys that have joined the Boston Bruins here on uh, on Wednesday. An exciting day for the Bruins. Obviously, the jury's out on how effective these signings will be, but uh, my knee-jerk instant reaction is that it definitely adds depth, uh, experience, uh, veteran presence, whether or not they are good enough to get them over the hump in the playoffs. That remains to be seen. We all know the Bruins have been a very strong regular season team in recent seasons. Haven't been able to get over the hump, uh, you know, against the Islanders, against the Lightning. Uh, whether this tips the scales, who knows. But, uh, you know, just listening to Nick Felino, I think fans are really going to enjoy him. Uh, Linus Allmark seems like a likable guy as well. And um, I think those two will become uh, pretty pretty instantaneously uh, liked among the fan base as well. And again, we'll get to know some of the other guys here uh, in the coming days. Uh, I'll be sure to try to uh, give you everything you need to know about all the new Bruins. But that's kind of a um, quick summary of what Don Sweeney did here on day one. I believe there are some further dominoes to fall. We need to know what happens with the Krejci. Is Jake DeBrusque's time with the team over? I don't think Don Sweeney is done by any means. And as I've said before, uh, you kind of judge the lineup on opening night. But what's most important is the lineup at the deadline and at the beginning of the playoffs. Uh, so, yeah, you know, Don Sweeney's always active, not shy from making changes. And uh, a lot more changes here today than, than perhaps we had expected or new faces at the very least. And I'm excited to see how they fit in for once. I'm willing to give them all the benefit of the doubt and welcome them to the team with, with open arms. So yeah, thanks so much for listening. That's my quick and dirty recap of first day of free agency. And uh, keep it locked to Locked On Boston Bruins for all the latest on the black and gold part of the Locked On podcast family and uh, again thanks so much for tuning in and i will talk to you guys again tomorrow peace